Hey, what's up, guys? It's Dan from United Q. It's Wednesday, which means we have another awesome podcast to get you over hump day. I'm here with my co-host, Barbecue Forte. Hello. Thanks. And we are are brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, and Smoke with Shack, our epic sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker or looking to upgrade or even looking to pick up some epic accessories, check them out over at Max Barbecue. And Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the US and around the world. So you can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. So regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas or electric, the real taste of barbecue can be yours all year round. And we have the Beefy Boys with us today. Hello. Hey, hello. How's it going? Great. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Cool. Could you introduce yourself for yeah, the listeners, so, please? Yeah, so I'm Murph. I'm uh, one quarter of the Beefy Boys. There's four of us. Um, we're four mates who kind of grown up, uh, went to school, college and stuff together. And then we kind of united by love of uh, kind of food and barbecue and uh, and that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm one of them. And my name's Murph. So, hello. Hello. Hello, Murph. <laughs> <laughs> so... So you guys, have you been mates for years and then you came together just to create a barbecue team originally? Yeah, well, it kind of all happened. Uh, it's kind of the definition of like, you know, a drunken barbecue that got out of hand, uh, <laughs> really. Um, it was sort of about five years ago. Dan, he was one of like the founding members uh, of the Beaver Boys. He was. This is before we'd even learned about competition barbecue and that sort of thing. So yeah, about five, six years ago now, he was having a... Uh, a barbecue for his wife's birthday that he called me up you know like I said we've all been mates for a long time and and we're both big fans of food and he rang me up and asked if I'd want to help him uh, sort of like cook up some food for everyone going and we decided well instead of doing a a normal kind of British boring barbecue we'd um, try and you know ate what we'd kind of seen you know man versus food and diners drivers and dives and all that and um, I mean about kind of six years ago it was that stuff was kind of quite rare in, in the UK. Do you know what I mean? I mean, now you can go into Weatherspoons and get pulled pork or what, what they claim to be pulled pork. Um, <laughs> but back then, you know, you, you couldn't get it anywhere. Yeah, I bet, yeah. Kind of American body making. You had like Bodines in London and a few things kind of here and there. But <clears throat> it was pretty rare back then. So yeah. we kind of ju- jumped on YouTube and jumped on the internet and learned as much as we could. Um, cooked up some stuff. All our friends kind of loved it because they'd never kind of experienced that, you know, proper American sort of style uh, barbecue before. And um, then we thought, oh, there might be something in this. So just kept doing it. Heard about um, grill stock, you know, competition in Bristol and thought, oh, we'll sign up and, and give it a go. And then it's kind of all just, yeah, got out of hand from there, really. So what were you cooking on at day one then when you first started at that little thing where you'd done all your research? What did you go and choose to cook on? First thing that we ever cooked on, we had uh, just like a Weber kettle, and we were doing it, you know, so we had a couple of like water pans in there, did the whole kind of, um, you know, had a like kind of cool zone and stuff, and tried everything there for the first time. We completely knackered the first time we did pulled pork, so we were lifting, we were lifting the lid and mopping it like every 30 minutes. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so, so real rookie mistake, I think. God, this is taking forever. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, it would come up to temperature. We'd be like, oh, time to mop it. Lift the lid. Yeah. <laughs> it would get cold again, and and we started again. So that didn't work. Um, and so then we picked up like um, a 
really cheap kind of offset smoker, just from like this um, kind of warehouse store in Hereford, and that was okay. And um, we managed to get some sort of decent results uh, from that. And then once we kind of used that, then we got a thing. I, I got a pro queue. can't remember which model it was. Dan got a smoking mountain. And then we just started kind of, you know, expanding the, the collection of barbecues until until the girlfriends got annoyed. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Doesn't take long, does it? <laughs> no, no, no. Three barbecues is your mark. And then yeah. <laughs> once you've got three in the garden after that, yeah, they're not so keen anymore. How did you guys do in your first year at Grillstock then? So you 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 got your barbecues, you learnt you learnt your stuff, and and how did that progress to to sort of Grillstock level then? Well, that was yeah. I mean, that was kind of by accident, really. I mean, um, we a friend of ours, uh, one of the other founding members of the Beach Boys, Christian, at the time, he was working as a runner for the BBC, um, okay. and he it was the first year they did Grillstock. He went down there, and uh, they were doing some filming down there for something other, and. Um, <clears throat> He worked down there as a runner, and then when he came back to Hereford, that's where, where we all live, he told us about this competition, and me and Dan had just sort of got into, you know, barbecue ball off first one and started looking it up, and, and we said, oh, we should really look into that, and kind of I was like, well, look, you know, barbecue's a real art, you know, people do this for years before getting yeah. into competition, so let's uh, let's work out what we're doing, spend some time, and, you know, then we'll, we'll enter it in a couple of years. Uh, but then Dan drank a bottle of wine, uh, and just entered us. Uh, I think we'd only been barbecuing <laughs> for like a month, so we had very little idea of, of what we were doing. Um, Sometimes it's the best way, though, just dive in, go yeah. for it. Yeah, exactly, man. And, and the great thing about those competitions is, you know, you go there and you meet all the other teams, and, and everyone's really, like, friendly and helpful, and, you know, you get so much, you pick up so many little tips and tricks off the other teams, you know, just, just from kind of being there. So, we went, uh, I think that was 20, I can't remember, 2013. Yeah, 2013 it must have been. Or was it 24? I can't remember. Or it was in 2012. And, um, yeah, we entered and we came seventh out of, uh, 20 teams. Um, we did really well in the, uh, seafood round. I think we came like top five in that. And then all the other ones, we've just kind of, you know, around sort of the top 10. Yeah, wicked. Um, well done. Yeah, yeah. We did, you know, we were, I think, yeah, there was, Portion of luck involved. <laughs> we got quite lucky, um, and everything you know, we, everything was just turning out really, really well. Um, so that was a real confidence boost for us because we were like, oh, "I'm going to be doing it in a couple of months." You know, we managed to come kind of like kind of seventh. So that kind of spurred us on to you know sign up for the for the next years and that. But um, I mean, our main thing at the time was um, burgers. Even though we loved the whole like low and slow side of things, you know, brisket and ribs and, and pulled pork. The thing that we kind of really latched on to from when we started kind of getting involved in sort of this type of food was, was burgers. Because obviously we're from Hereford and, um, you know, we get fantastic uh, beef in Hereford. It's just everywhere, you know, Herefordshire beef. So we're really spoiled for that. So um, in the first two years that we entered Grillstock, they didn't have a burger round, even though that was the thing we were really, really good at. So, um, yeah, so at that point when we started at Grillstock, we were just focusing on the kind of, you know, low and slow sort of smoking aspect of it. Yeah. So then you and it was in started the, to develop the burger more and more? Yeah, well, it was, I think it was the third year we entered Grillstock um, that they did their first burger category. And um, there's kind of quite a lot of pressure on us at the time because cause you, you kind of get friendly with all the teams and everyone knows each other and we all look at each other's Facebook posts and stuff. And you guys have beat yourselves guys. up as the Burger Kings. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you know, we shot ourselves in the foot, really. And it's like, all oh, right, <laughs> 
there's a burger around now. I was like, we better do, we better do well in it. Um, and so, yeah, in the third year we entered, it was the first time they did a burger round. And, um, I mean, our philosophy was we just wanted to do, uh, a really good classic burger. I mean, so some of the other, I think with a burger, it is a simple thing, but there's, you got to do it right, really. And as long as you get all those different aspects right, you know, you, you, you can't go wrong. And I think sometimes a lot of the other teams, what we saw them handing in, you know, people were putting like lobsters on top of their burgers and all this sort of stuff. And, yeah. and we were like, oh, well, we've, we've only made a cheeseburger. So, but we kept it simple, kind of really, but smashed it. Yeah, exactly. And that was the thing. So, you know, we um, we paid real attention to every single aspect of it and tried to make sure that, you know, we ascended up the best cheeseburger that we that we possibly could. And, um, yeah, and we won that round. I think that year was the biggest, we had the biggest point lead margin in that round. I think we scored 600 um, points, whatever it was. And then I think the second team, people who came second, got 500. So, wow. um, clear victory. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, that was really good. Awesome. Because of that, we, we won that one and um, we got entered into the World Food Championships in Las Vegas um, awesome. to go over there and uh, compete in the burger round there, which is, which is insane. Awesome. So what happened when you went over there? Yeah, so how does that all get to World Food Championships Vegas? So how does that all, all happen then? Yeah, well, that was a bit of a whirlwind, really, because like, well, so we won the burger competition at... Um, uh, at Grillstock, we were kind of over the moon, and then they announced when you're on stage, yeah, now you guys can be going to Vegas, which is, you know, awesome. Um, so the World Food Championships is this big uh, competition over there. They broadcast it on, um, like, American network TV and stuff. Um, and basically, you've got loads of different rounds. So there's a barbecue round, there's burger, there's seafood, pasta, like world's best sandwich, world's best bacon dish. All these different, but we were obviously in, in the burger one. Um, and uh, they're, they're great guys. They really take care of you when they're there, when you're there, but you've got to get there is the thing. So um, obviously most of the teams are competing, even though they call it the World Food Championships, it tends to be, you know, out of 50 teams, it'll America. be like 40, yeah. 48 teams from America, one from Britain and one from Canada. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that that is the world, I think, to, uh, to a lot of those guys. <laughs> so... Um, you know, so uh, yeah, we managed to get some sponsorship from a local uh, brewery in Hereford uh, called White Valley, who um, yeah sponsored us to go over there and basically helped us cover our costs of like flights and accommodation. Um, and we just kind of went over there for fun, really. You know, we knew we were going to be up against fifty of the best uh, kind of burger chefs in America, and it's it's a real mixture of you know some of the teams are amateur cooks, some of them uh, you know can be restaurateurs. It's it's such a wide variety of people that you're up against and, you know, some absolutely amazing and really, really talented chefs. And, um, of course it's burgers, you know, America invented it. So it's like kind of going over there as an Englishman, you know, yeah. trying, to, trying to do a burger. We didn't really expect to do very well. I mean, we kind of, no. <laughs> weren't the most popular. More, yeah. We you know he's doing it for a laugh really. And, um, yeah, we, we came second, which was just mind blowing. At the time, really. So you guys are putting out the second best burger in, in the, the world. world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was kind of it was that point uh, that we were all like, right, okay, this is. I think you know this, this could become. <laughs> yeah, it was mad. Yeah, we, and, uh, because we basically went over there with the same philosophy. We're like, right, let's just keep it simple and just try and do the best, you know, cheeseburger, bacon, and stuff that, that, that we can. And we did that. There's three rounds basically in the World Food Championships. You have your first one, which is your signature round. <clears throat> Your second one, 
which is uh, structured builds. Now, what they mean by that, they'll give you like a criteria of okay. uh, the burger you've got to make. So the first year we competed, it was uh, we had to base it around Red Robin, which is a chain of burger restaurants they have in America. Um, so they gave you a list of the different toppings that they do at Red Robins, and then you had to do your own take on that. Okay, so, cool. So for that round, we did uh, we did uh, just a cheeseburger with kind of bacon. Uh, we made these wicked little kind of uh, buttermilk onion rings, kind of really sort of thin. Made like a chipotle uh, mayo uh, to go with it. And there's nothing like, you know, over the top or whatever, but that was just, you know, we're trying to keep it dead simple, make sure each element is kind of done perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that did really well. And then the final round on that year was the um, infused ingredient. So they give you an ingredient you've got to incorporate. Um, honey was the one that we had on uh, in, in that year. So we decided to do... So does everyone get the same ingredient or is it individuals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, so everybody's kind of got the same criteria to uh, kind of compete in. Yeah. Uh, like for our signature one, we basically did the same burger that we did at Grill Stop, just kind of a classic cheeseburger. We made like our version of uh, like a bit, bit like a Big Mac sauce. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, good. It's got like kind of mayonnaise in it, a bit of French dressing, a bit uh, American mustard. So it's kind of tangy. It's, it's creamy but tangy. If you know what I mean, it kind of really complements it. A burger really well. You then, do know yeah, that's the, like the most sought after recipe in like yeah. in the world, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's dead simple to close. Yeah, I mean, if you get uh, it's basically a mixture of like onion relish, tomato relish, uh, French dressing, mayonnaise. Um, I think, you know, I think if you type in Big Mac burger sauce recipe into Google, there's a few people who've kind of yeah. pretty much nailed it. Really, <laughs> but yeah, it is an awesome sauce. Um, so yeah, for the final one, we had to do honey. And uh, so we decided to, uh, uh, there's a recipe we've been doing back in, in the UK where we've been getting kind of like bri- uh, leftover barbecue brisket um, and putting it into a pot with a load of kind of local ale, this back, back, cooking it down and mixing it with kind of like barbecue sauce and to make kind of like a, you know, pulled brisket sort of saucy, ailey kind of paste yeah, sort nice. of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, and then, so we did that and threw a bit of honey in it and uh, put it on the bottom of this burger with some like red cabbage slaw um, and put that one in. And that one actually won the, the final round of the World Burger Championship. Wow, wow. And, awesome. And it was, that, it was that burger that, yeah, put us up in the score rankings to, to kind of second. Um, so, yeah, and it was, yeah, like I said, it was that point that we all decided, right, maybe we should think about quitting our day jobs and um, looking at this as an actual kind of, yeah. You know, calling in life yeah exactly yeah so that was that was kind of where it all kind of changed for us really that's amazing i couldn't imagine like at that point where someone turns around well not just someone the world food championships judges turn around and say you're knocking out the second best (laughs) burger in the world and i i don't yeah yeah exactly it was mine but and that's the sort of like you know the kind of the marketing and sort of like thing that you know you just you can't pay for really so yeah that was that was insane so yeah when we got back from america after that um you know we managed to we were lucky enough to get on the one show with guys from uh grill stock and do do some other bits and bobs and that's when our pop-ups because we've been doing sort of like little pop-ups locally where we go into pub beer garden and knock out our burgers on a tuesday night and we sell like 50 burgers or something and we'd all have a few quid in our back pocket and and that was it. And then when we came back from the World Food Championships and, you know, we kind of got a bit of publicity about this second best burger in the world, we went from 
selling 50 burgers to selling 450 burgers in, in, in like wow. a, which was a re- yeah it's a real learning curve for us it was, um, <laughs> I think the fir- first time we did one when we got back it was a two hour wait for the burger because we just had one grill <laughs> yeah we're going to be here for four days so uh... <laughs> Yeah, well, that was it. People would turn up, order their burger, and then two, two hours later, they could give it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a You need one of those things in, like, supermarkets when you're at, like, the, yeah. the slice of meat ticket. section. You get a little ticket, <laughs> and, like, 41 yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, yeah, so once we kind of, like, realised how popular that was going, we had to, like, up our game, really. And, um, so, yeah, we expanded what we had, bought a few more grills, made it a bigger setup, and... Um, yeah, we just ran pop-ups basically for kind of a whole year after the competition, and yeah, we were just so lucky that, that, that you know they're just so busy. Um, so we'd regularly be doing like you know on one pop-up a week, but selling uh, between four hundred to six hundred burgers at that one kind yeah, of pop-up. Um, and the end. So after that, we kind of decided, you know, we'll, we'll go back to grill stock and uh, these competitions, but we'll actually go back as traders rather than you know competing. Yeah, cool. Um, on the other which side. Is good. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. I mean, we do miss the competition side of it and like how much fun it is and the, com- you know, the camaraderie between all the teams and and that. Um, but, you know, it's it's kind of, I think, we, we, yeah, we thought, right, well, Burgess is what we're good at. And as much as we love the low and slow and, you know, we do, do as much of that as possible, we knew that kind of Burgess was our, our, our calling. So we decided to focus on that and just yeah. stick with kind of trade and stuff. Well, exactly. Why not? I mean, do do what do what you're doing, and and like invest the time into into what you're trying to trying to do, and and maybe at some point in the future, if you wanted to compete again, then you know the doors always open, and and you could do it if mm. you wanted to. But at the moment, your, your calling card is is the burger, and you, you're smashing it out, which is awesome. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We're looking at with the World Food Championships as well. Every team that comes in the top ten automatically gets put into the next year's competition. So uh, the first one was out in Vegas uh, that we went to, that was 2014. And then uh, last year we went out to Orlando uh, for uh, the World Food Championships there, um, which we competed in again. We didn't do quite as well as we did in the first year. We came second for our signature burger. I think we scored um, we scored like 98.7 for that one, wow. which was... Um, and that was a real cool one. That was um, we called that one the World Eater, and that was we made basically made like a um, maple cured bacon lattice. Because mm-hmm. uh, the whole thing is it's a bit like that one bite judging. So we wanted to make sure that every bite the judge had would have every single element of the burger. Um, and obviously, bacon doesn't kind of come round. It comes you now in a sort of in your know, in the industry. I think some, so we of, some of us sure. may have seen bacon before. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we decided to kind of make a baking lattice and then you know what I mean like cut it kind of round into a circle so it would kind of uh, be in every single bite of the burger no matter which angle you kind of att- attacked it from yeah we um, and we kind of made it the same you know, similar sort of mayo based kind of relish but you know uh, again but we did a because we find through lots of kind of experimentation and stuff we find that the best way to cook uh, a burger in our opinion anyway is on, is on a flat griddle plate Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, we've done it, we've tried it, you know, directly over charcoal and stuff like that, and you do get that amazing kind of like charcoal flame grilled taste, which is awesome. But we always find that it kind of dries the patty out a little bit too much. Um, whereas if you cook it directly on a hot plate, kind of all that kind of like fat and stuff, just I don't know, it just it helps it stay more moist. Yeah, well, so, it sits in it instead so, of dripping down through the grill grates. 
It sort of sits in it yeah. if it's on like a, mm. a hot plate, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, exactly. And like, because we do the big thing that we do as well is we steam the burgers at the end. So basically, we cook them uh, completely off, and cook the pay off, then we put all the toppings on top of it, the cheese and the bun, and then hit it with a little bit of water and whack a cloche over the top. And that steam just, you know, helps melt all that kind of cheese and stuff and make it. Even like the bun looks like sort of melted a bit when you bring it off. It has like a really nice glaze to it and stuff. It comes off looking like lush. It's weird. It's like stars in your eyes when like something goes in and then comes, smoke comes out (laughs) and it comes back out looking like it takes a couple of seconds and then it's like transformed into like this magical being. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It gets that kind of nice sort of shine. And it also yeah. heats the bun up as well, because that's the other thing. We don't really want to necessarily bite into a burger where you've got a cold cold bun, but then a hot filling. It's nice to have, you know, a little bit of kind of heat into the in, into the bun. And it also kind of softens it um, softens it up a little. But um, the one thing that you don't get, obviously, when you cook it on a hot plate, you don't get that char-grilled sort of flavor, which just goes so well with beef. Um, so we decided to char grill some lettuce. So we kind of, you know, got some baby gem lettuce, you know, oiled up the kind of um, grill and did that directly over coals. And then we used that to try and get that flame grilled flavour. Awesome. So um, bring it in through another burger. element. And baby gem yeah. lettuce loves charcoal, just loves the grill. Exactly, yeah. And it's just kind of a perfect way of trying to get that, yeah, get that flavour into it, but still keep the patty nice and moist by cooking it on a. On a, on a hot plate and that worked really well um, but then the second round that year was a uh, it was a patty melt which we'd never heard of uh, to start with um, but oh, good sight <laughs> good start <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, what's that what the hell's a patty melt <laughs> yeah um, so a patty melt is basically it's a grilled cheese sandwich uh, with a burger in it um, yum so it's pretty good yeah I'm, I'm glad I know what it is now um <laughs> So we experimented with that, and we did. Um, we we got um, we found a fantastic baker in Orlando who did us a uh, kind of marbled uh, rye okay, bread. Nice. So I don't know if you've ever seen a marbled rye, but yeah, you got basically two different colours of rye bread. They uh, they dye the one dough with black treacle, so you've got like, and then they put it all in together. So you've got this kind of like spiral of colour inside the bread. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, look, it looks wicked and, and tastes great as well. So we decided we found this bakery that this awesome bread over there. Before, well, yeah, we used that. We did a little test run, you know, before the competition, and then we got some really, really good uh, minced uh, New York strip, uh, T-bones, some minced brisket, uh, and we just kind of made a, a combination with the patty out of those kind of cuts. Um, nice. Obviously, most important thing with burgers: make sure you've got a decent kind of fat. Uh, content in there it's one of the questions people was asking so do you, you know do you put egg in it do you put breadcrumbs and stuff no you shouldn't be putting anything in the burger except meat mm. um that's in our opinion as long as you've got that fat content it's going to hold together kind of fine and what sort of what so, sort uh, of like fat content are people looking at what sort of percentage would you advise people to go for like a 70 percent well, or yeah we tend to do 70 percent meat to kind of 30 percent fat um i mean the other thing is i mean cause there's a whole thing at the moment as well because we're kind of like rare burgers and um the amount of work we've had to do at our restaurant to be allowed to sell burgers which aren't cooked so well done it's you know staggering the amount of like procedures and stuff you have to have in place to you know to legally do it yeah. um so i mean for for those at home who do want to make their own uh burgers now if you've got a butcher you trust and you know you know you, you know 
that they're, they're, they're good and they're going to give you like kind of decent quality mints and you should be okay cooking it medium rare but obviously don't go and get like you know mints from Sainsbury's or something and try and, and try and do it that it's not it's not going to work out well um yeah. quite often it, like you said if you pick your own like pick actually point out I want, can you mince up that chuck steak there for me can you mince yeah. up that t-bone there or whatever or that short rib can you mince whatever if you ask to mince it there for you then you know it was a whole bit of meat one second ago exactly you know where exactly. it was you know it sat there and you, it's being minced for you there and then well, mm. so your own mincer and mince it yourself yeah or right? even yeah pick up your own mincer yeah 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 yeah, yeah. wicked yeah exactly that's what we i mean <clears throat> in the restaurant for we uh when we're doing pop-ups it's primarily a mixture of kind of chuck um and a bit of brisket that we use in our patties i mean the reason so many people use chuck is it's kind of that cut has already got the perfect kind of fat ratio in it, roughly 70 to 30. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're feeling really, really flush, what we did uh, for the final burger at the World Food Championships is we used uh, ribeye, which is kind of sacrilege, putting a ribeye through through a mincer. But... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and extremely Costs quite expensive. A bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's a mad thing in America. Like the, I mean, we're, we're from Hereford, so you like I said, we are kind of surrounded by really, really good quality uh, beef. But um, in America, we're literally paying you know four times what you pay in the UK for a decent, you know, uh, grass-fed, dry-aged beef because it's just not that common mm. over there. The dry-aged yeah. and the, and grass-fed stuff and. That was one of the hardest things for us in America was we wanted to put up a burger which would taste like the burger we make back in the UK. Yeah. Can't so fly your meat could... over with you. Yeah, most of their cattle no, are all, yeah. all grain fed over there, isn't it? Most of the stuff they do is grain fed. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and a lot of it's wet aged as well as opposed to kind of dry aged. Um, so it took us ages, both in sort of Vegas and in and in Florida, to actually find a you know grass fed. Uh, dry aged beef and, and when you do you've really got to pay for it um, over there but like I said yeah the ribeye one that's what we did for the final and that was it did cost quite a bit but the the results of the patty I mean it's it like eating butter it was yeah. just do you only you know, have to so serve juicy. up just one burger is that all you get you just you're, you're only 12 12 oh, wow. <laughs> 12 yeah for the judges and you've got you got kind of yeah, messing ready. around 12 yeah. burgers bloody hell yeah yeah, so you got to do. It. So, like I said, the one that is, so with the, this patty melt was the uh, second one that we had to do. And so, you know, we spent ages sourcing this really great kind of kind of beef and stuff to go in it, and we tried it at home, and and it was awesome. You know, you sweated down a load of kind of uh, onions in kind of uh, a local ale, uh, the butter back that we use in our kind of barbecue sauce, and uh, put the onions in there with some Gruyere, some Swiss cheese, some American cheese. Uh, and then the patty melt, and then we made like a, uh, a Thousand Island dressing. I did like a bit of a spin on it, where you know, we put some potties in there and some, made it a bit kind of smoky and a bit spicy. And yeah, it was delicious. But then when it came to doing it at the World Food Championships, for that round, they were sponsored by a thing called Bubba Patty, which is a, uh, a frozen American burger you can get from the supermarket. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we had to use that for the second round. In the first round and the final round, you use whatever you want. But in the second round, you've got to use what they supply you. So they gave us these kind of frozen burgers, which... Um, no way. Know, I can't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you're at the World Food Championships. And, and, and I know why they got burger. it. Yeah. And it's like, 
it's their um it's one of the sponsors so you know i mean i guess it's the way they kind of get their money to kind of fund yeah. stuff so so for yeah for the first round we got to use our own stuff that we bought and that's the one i think we got like 98 point uh whatever it was for our, for our burger that we entered there and then the second one we had to use these frozen things that we had no experience with whatsoever and um we kind of buggered it up. Uh, oh, no, 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 sorry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's all right. That <laughs> yeah, that's that all right. right. <laughs> so, we'll let you have that one. So, yeah. You bubbled it up, yeah. <laughs> uh, so bubbled yeah, it we, up. So we, we totally mucked that one up, really. Um, and you can blame that on Bubba Pay. Yeah. So that's their yes, fault. Yes, yeah. Totally, yeah. That's totally You're working with crap so stuff. Think, you can't exactly... Oh. I mean, you can't polish a turd, can you? I mean... <laughs> well, I don't see... Well, uh, some of the other teams managed to. But I think because it's like an American product, they'd um, you know, had the chance to go out and buy it and test it, mm. whereas... You know, we can't get them over here, so we were kind of flying blind with it. It does give you a um, level playing field, though, I guess, doesn't it? Everyone's been given the exact same thing, so you've then got to show the skill of what you can do to Yeah, but to un- unlike what you're saying, like exactly. if, if you've never had a chance to actually use it before, if they've all used it like loads of times before, then yeah. they've got like, that little level up, haven't they, I guess? Mm. Yeah, yeah I exactly. Well, some of them take it really, really seriously. Like the guy that won uh, sort of two years running, uh, Wade, I mean, he went so far as to actually buy the barbecue that they give you to cook on, um, which is, I can't remember what the make of it was. A bull, I think it was, American kind of gas-powered barbecue. Um, he went so far as to buy one to have at home so he could practice cooking on it and work out where all the hot spots were and, you know, mm. what sort of best way to kind of use it is. So, I mean, the guys over there, yeah, they do take it, it very really... seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and some of them, it's a career. This is, I mean, they call it food sports. Mm, and that, yeah. and um, you know, it's kind of a bit of fun for us. But then some of them, they literally they don't have a day job. They just do these competitions all year, and they kind of make uh, make a living just from the uh, the money that you can win. You know, if you do, if and you, you guys turn up it. and have to try and find yeah. a bakery and have to try and find a meat supplier, <laughs> and you're still knocking yeah, exactly. out like second place and stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's got to yeah, suck to be them. These guys turn up and they just—they don't even have anything with them, and they still beat us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like when you go over there and you try and pick up like all the things you used to using over here, and you go over there, and all the brands are different, and like nothing tastes the same. Like mayonnaise doesn't taste the same, and and you know even though it says Hellman's on it, it's not quite like what you have over here. And so yeah, it's a real—you know—you got to really adapt. Yeah, uh, yeah. When you're over there, we find you know we do we were having to go to like Walmart or whatever supermarkets, buy as much stuff we can, test it all, try it all, and try and recreate as close as we can to what we do over here. So yeah, yeah, it is it is kind of tricky. Um, but we did yeah, so we, we uh, really mucked up that kind of second entry, and I think uh, they announced the positions of that uh, first. So and I think we came like 19th, and we were like just so gutted because we kind of come second the year before. And uh, they sent it to the announcers one round, the Bubba Patty round, and they're like, oh, the Beast Boys 19th. And we were like, oh, man, we're going home. It's like everyone's going to think coming second was like a total fluke. (laughs) 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 And then we came the year after and just bombed out of the competition in the first (laughs) round. So we were all gutted. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, we're trying to explain this when we get back. Um, And it's only the top 10 teams to get through to the third round, the final. And so we came 19th and we were like, this is nice. Maybe, maybe if our signature burger did really well, it might scrape like tenth or something. You know, if all the other teams do really, really badly. <laughs> um, so yeah, they announced tenth place, and it was like, nah, we're not there. Then they announced ninth, and we we're like, nah. And then they announced eighth. Oh, God, <laughs> so we started to literally. We were all like, you know, ready to now. get in attack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, in tears and hats, all ready to go. And then they announced seventh, and um, 
we jumped from all the way from 19th because our signature burger got scored so high. Yeah, we, we did the biggest jump apparently in World Food Championships history. No one's ever gone from like 19th to get into the top 10. Okay. So yeah, we went from 19th to 7th um, and luckily, yeah, got into the final. Um, I really need this burger. This has got to be an epic yeah. burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good. Well, then the final, the infused ingredient on the final round that year was uh, citrus. Um, and so we'd been doing a, a burger back in the UK called the Mexican Boy, where we basically it was nice. kind of our standard patty with uh, Swiss cheese and American cheese and kind of bacon. We take, we put cheese and bacon on all our, our burgers. <laughs> Yeah, I hate you when you go go to a restaurant. You got to pay extra for it. It's like no, it should come with that as standard. And yeah, everyone wants it. it. Who doesn't want it? So do they? Do yeah, you get want bacon? <laughs> do customers get money back if they don't want bacon at your restaurant? <laughs> uh, no, no. You charge them more. They get kicked yeah. out. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> charge them more to take it off. <laughs> um, so yeah, we do, do this Mexican one. We make a little kind of like salsa. Uh, sort of at the bottom, you know, kind of tomatoes, garlic, oregano, um, chili, you know, just a classic sort of like salsa at the bottom. Uh, make like a homemade uh, guacamole, um, you know, plenty of sort of lime juice and that in it. Bit of kind of like sour cream. And then we crush uh, nachos over the top of it. And then we put um, Mexican cheese and burger on top of that. Um, so it's kind of got all the kind of flavors that you associate with kind of like Mexican food in the burger and, and the nachos just bring that sort of crunch mm. to it so you get a bit of texture um so when they were like oh the final round citrus we're like yeah brilliant we'll do we'll kind of do that one so uh we knocked those burgers out and then we were really really happy with them they looked great um you know tasted great um sent them through um like and can't remember the exact position we came in that but it didn't bump us up any higher than seventh but i think we did quite well with it it scored quite high but a lot of the other teams had you know because there was one feedback we had from the judges that all we had in it was lime juice mm. whereas the other teams had got lime juice orange juice grapefruit they'd just like gone berserk and got citrus into almost every yeah. single element did it actually oh, taste oh. nice <laughs> well I don't, that's the annoying thing you don't get to try the other guy's food yeah. <laughs> it's like you, know, you see them going past and they, you know they, they look good in that but i mean the, the guy that won was uh it's a guy from canada I can't remember his name now off the top of my head, but yeah, he'd uh, he cured some bacon with like kind of orange sort of zest and juice in it, so he'd really mm-hmm. gone all yeah. out to to get it in there. So I think when we go back this year, because this year the competition's in Alabama, mm-hmm. um, so we're heading there in November, and they haven't announced what the rounds are yet. But, but I know whatever the signature kind of uh, the sorry the infused ingredient round is, we're going to really try yeah, and really get try that and nail that one, aren't we? Yeah, try and get it in every single element of the burger, really. Mm. Awesome, I love I love like I, I, one of my like most popular posts on my social media was a burger, and it was at the time I just posted it as a here's my like ultimate burger, and I know it's only a burger, but it's um I think it's awesome, and the amount of people mm. are like it's not only a burger, like burgers are like such an awesome thing, and I think it shows that that we can if you have like best burger in like a world food championship, we can talk a whole podcast episode just about burger. I think like burgers, they can just be, like you said, a cheap one from a supermarket that's burnt to a crisp yeah. and dry, but a burger done well is like a piece of art, isn't it? It's amazing that like, you can do so much. Yeah. You just said about this like Mexican style one, and I've looked on your menu at the, your Beefy Boys restaurant, and there's you've got, well, I don't know how many on here. It's about like, eight or ten different burgers that are on here. 
and they're yeah. all very different and got different flavors coming through and I, I I had burgers yesterday I just sometimes I just think I really want to work on like my burger I, I just got this quest to find like the ultimate burger and I obviously need to come yeah. to you guys because yeah we're just gonna have to have your guys recipe <laughs> but, yeah but mine yesterday was like a combination of chuck and smoked streaky bacon and that was like, oh, what nice. was in my patty and it yeah. was very 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 juicy to be honest and I don't know where where you go with your like cooking style, but I'm quite often with mine now. I smoke them for like, a bit of time oh, nice. first, and then finish them off over the grill afterwards. So you reverse that, them. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. and I find that that well, keeps a lot of the moisture inside them, and it's just a really mm. nice way to have it. And they were really juicy. It was like dripping out. Yeah, of them. yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. the thing. It's, it's the thing about a burger. I think it's partly to do with kind of you know that. The, uh, kind of our generation, I guess now, because we you've got you know people in their kind of like twenties, thirties now who grew up, you know, with the Happy Meal as, as a kid. Yeah. You know, you go to McDonald's as a treat, and so as you get older, I think that burger still still has that kind of special place in your in your heart. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, but you want to you, you're after that sort of experience that you had as a kid, but now that you're older, you want it with decent ingredients and mm. done well and cooked yeah. and cooked properly. Um, and so, you know, we find it with the restaurant, the people we get in, you know, you can have like a couple in their sort of 70s coming because they love burgers or you can have like an eight-year-old kid coming because he, he loves burgers. It just does appeal to kind of everyone. Um, but there's so much room within that, you know, what is a burger to kind of experiment and to do it in different ways. I mean, uh, yeah, the smoking a burger and you're kind of doing it, you know, so I guess you're almost doing like a reverse sort of sear there, aren't you? You know, yeah. cooking it kind of low yeah, to start yeah, with yeah. and then getting that caramelization on the outside i mean the way that we do it is kind of based on kind of like the smash patty mm-hmm. technique so we uh basically roll out our um way out our patties into kind of like a ball and whack and it then, on top. Uh, yeah exactly and you see i know, see so many kind of posts and stuff you say oh don't squeeze your burger and all this you know yeah you shouldn't squeeze over squeeze your burger at all but you want to get that caramelization on the first bit now so we always when you push down on it uh, to, to push that ball into kind of like your patty shape on, on the grill, you're not losing any kind of juice or anything because none of the meat's cooked; it's completely raw. You know, so none of the fat's rendered down. You're not going to be squishing anything out. All you're literally doing is, you know, putting as much contact uh, of that meat onto the grill as possible. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can squeeze down there as much as you like. We always say to our kind of our chefs and on the training, like, get two squeezes on a burger. After that, you cannot squeeze it whatsoever so you get your first one when you push it down onto the onto the uh, griddle plate and then when you flip it uh, that's your second squeeze that you're allowed to do after that you shouldn't be squeezing your burger at all so it's just going to squeeze out that that kind of moisture but those first two squeezes of the you know that's your chance to get as much contact and sort of caramelization yeah. on it as possible do you ever like um, to build up caramelization i've been recently i've been like making a sort of mixture of um south carolina barbecue sauce and a normal barbecue sauce and like painting it onto mm. the burger and I, as i turn it it's like building up like a nice crust on the outside oh uh, like a glaze on, yeah. on the outside yeah do you do stuff yeah, like that or awesome. would you not need to do that um not at the moment i mean but what we did because we um well so basically after coming back to the food championships for a year we kind of did pop-ups and then in uh at the end of last year pretty much first week of january this year we opened uh, a, a restaurant in hereford in, in our hometown um and our philosophy with that to start with was to keep everything really, really simple uh, on the menu. So we opened up just, you know, with a few burgers on the menu and a few sides. Everything's kind of made from scratch and, and made by hand. Um, 
so we wanted to keep it dead simple and kind of learn, you know, how to use the kitchen, how the restaurant works and everything first before we start kind of getting a bit crazy with it. Mm. So it's last couple of months we've started to experiment a little bit more. So we kept it dead simple, you know, just making sure we were doing burgers, you know, which were sort of just perfectly done, but, you know, don't done well. Mm-hmm. So now we've started trying to push what a burger can be uh, a little bit. So we haven't gone down and we've kind of glazed any or anything yet. But one of some of the things that we have been doing um, that we just got on the menu recently, we've got uh, the macaroni boy, which was um, kind of just inspired by kind of mac and cheese mm-hmm. and just, you know, how, how much like everybody loves macaroni and cheese. Um, so we yeah, wanted yeah. to try and find a way, <laughs> a way of, of doing of doing that. So we've got this great burger on the menu at the moment, which is uh, it's a normal sort of patty and cheese and everything. We make like a chipotle ketchup. So it's just like a nice tangy sort of uh, tomato-based, smoky, you know, hot ketchup. And then on top of that, we'd make a patty out of mac and cheese, basically. So make, like, a real tasty mac and cheese. Uh, and then we'd make a little hole in the middle of the mac and cheese patty, which we then fill up with, like, a beer nacho sauce that we make. So, um, I mean, the way we make our nacho sauce is we use um, a thing called uh, sodium citrate, which is, oh, like, yeah, a citrus... Yeah. So, so have you have you got used that before? Yeah, we have. Yeah. Danny Hawk from Bristol Drum Smokers. He yeah. uh, he informed us of this dark art, yeah. and uh, we <laughs> went straight on Amazon and got ourselves some, and it's changed <laughs> our our mac and cheese world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it just um, for anyone who doesn't know, yeah, what it uh, helps do is it just um, it stops cheese from emulsifying and, and splitting, so you can pretty much melt into like a perfectly smooth sauce any cheese that you want, anything at all. And it'll just come out. You don't have to make a roux, you don't have to do anything like that. So we mix, uh, we use some local kind of uh, pale ale, <clears throat> uh, sodium citrate, and then a mixture of kind of pepper jack, mozzarella. We put a little bit of truffle oil in there as well and a tiny yeah, little bit of uh, kind of mustard just to kind of make the flavours, you know, make it give it a bit sort of more depth. Um, so yeah, in this burger, we make a little patty out of macaroni cheese that we cover in kind of like panko breadcrumbs and deep fry it. So you've got this crispy but cheesy uh, sort of patty. And in the middle of it is this hole, which is kind of bursts with um, sort of liquid kind of nacho cheese as well. So um, that one's being quite wow, sounds popular. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the menu. And then the other one that we uh, launched the other day, which we were really chuffed with, is uh, the Pizza Boy. Um, yes. <laughs> which we, yeah, but this is the thing we haven't seen. Like everyone loves burgers, everyone loves pizza. And we're to, I've, no, I've never seen like a you know a, a pizza-based burger. So um, we made you know we made kind of a homemade kind of marinara sauce, you know, garno, garlic, uh, tomato, and stuff. So that's kind of our you know your tomato sauce base. We put that on the bottom, and we put some red onion on it. On top of that, we put like breaded mozzarella. So you get that kind of like pull with the cheese and then um, we got we got a patty and what we do instead of steaming it with the lid on we steam it with the cheese on but then we put pepperoni on top of it as well so and when it's served it's served with the lid off so you've got this cheesy top of the burger which actually looks like a pizza because it's covered in sort of pepperoni um, and we serve that with a kind of like our take on you know the Domino's garlic and herb dip they do um, we've kind of made our own homemade version of that that we serve no way <laughs> that's yeah. oh I know we've already said about the McDonald's sauce, the Big Mac sauce, but yeah, we love the one Domino's second. Sauce. The Domino's sauce is like out of this world. Whenever I order Domino's, like it's pretty rare, but whenever I do, I always order like twenty other sauces. So like when I'm doing my own pizza at home, I'm like, yeah, I'll get, get a bit of that sauce, sauce on it. Let's get some of that sauce. 
But yeah, that, that, yeah, it's one of my favourite like sort of fast food dips. So we thought, yeah, let's try and make our own version of that. And that's simple as well. That's just kind of like mayo, uh, Dijon, lemon juice, garlic, and loads and loads of flat leaf parsley. Um, and that'll make you that, and it'll taste pretty much exactly. Well, it tastes better than the than the, than the Domino's. Mm. Um, sort of. Going home, I'll <laughs> test that out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you tried the Papa John one, the garlic one they do? It's bizarre. It's yeah, no, nah, none of them are. are and what's it, and Pizza Hut? They do like the Heinz one, which is dreadful. It's like a mm. garlic. Me- Sorry, <laughs> just not good at all. The only one that's epic. Domino's is pretty epic though. Yeah. That is an epic sauce. Yeah. I have to give it to. Yeah, them. yeah. The well, BP boys have smashed one. it anyway. So yeah, we want yours yeah, now. Yeah. We want yours now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it. The, the, the Pizza Boys are massively kind of popular um, since we kind of launched that. So it, it's quite fun now, you know, because we know we've got our kind of, you know, standard classic sort of burgers done. So we're kind of really just experimenting on what a burger can be now. If you know what I mean? Yeah, so awesome. that's kind of bad. But then something across the board that's, you, you're using the same beef patty for all of your burgers, is that right? Yeah, we do in the restaurant, and that's just, you know, in competition, we will uh, change uh, the mix sort of slightly. And, I mean, the reason being is, like, we can't, we couldn't sell a burger with a ribeye, you know, uh, we, we'd have to charge, like, 30 quid for it. So, you know, <laughs> so that, that's, so the community, I mean, and Chuck does produce fantastic sort of pack. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and uh, the only time that we'd ever use, like, kind of a different blend and stuff for the World Food Chat is when, you know, you've really got to get, as much flavour across in one bite as kind of possible to the to the judges, and you know you've got to make sure your patty stands up against another fifty burgers. So you've really got to yeah, make definitely. it stand out. Is is the so burger you, a bit like you know, like in barbecue competition, people say like you're packing it all into one bite, and therefore yeah. like eating the whole thing wouldn't actually be as enjoyable. Is it the same? Do you think with the burger? Is it like at a level where it's so much that you actually wouldn't want to eat a whole one? Well, you know, you probably would. You definitely want to eat a whole <laughs> You give it a good go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, like last year um, and this year as well, uh, we uh, were, Grills so kindly asked us to be one of the judges on uh, the burger competition. So, which sounded amazing. I was like, yeah, I get to eat a load of burgers. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, it's quite hard you know, to eat 20, a lot of burgers, isn't it? <laughs> 25 burgers in. It's pretty, it's pretty hard going, yeah. I mean, because... And you end up, like the first couple of burgers, you can take as many bites as you want. Um, yeah. So you obviously got to take at least one. And so the first like 10 burgers, I was probably having like two, maybe three bites if the burger was really nice. Yeah. And like, but that hit that halfway mark and it was like, oh no, I'm, full. I'm starting to, <laughs> I'm starting to feel a bit rough now. And I've still got another 15 burgers to go. And then the last burger, and it was, um, it was Priscilla. Did you know Priscilla? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. She, she, yeah, the last burger was a raspberry donut cut in half with uh, bacon dipped in uh, white chocolate on the top of it. And I'd just eaten like 24 burgers, <laughs> and this was the last one. And uh, that, that was hard going, that one. That was very... Um, nice dessert very for you at the end. Yeah, yeah, nice meaty, cheesy, chocolatey dessert uh, uh, right at the end there. Which is um, which is that was the year Priscilla was trying to make everything uh, that um, that that she sent up to the uh, judges thing um, pink. Okay, so that's why I got the, <laughs> got the raspberry glazed donut on a burger, which it isn't. It's not one that I'll be knocking out in the restaurant. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but have you done oh, any donut burgers? 
no, no, I haven't. I mean, I've had a few now, uh, just from kind of various places and stuff, and I kind of, kind of like the idea of it. If you know what I mean, I mm. really do like the idea. Just of haven't it, had one but, executed quite right yet. Yeah, I mean, one thing that was quite like when we were over in the states was the kind of corn dogs because mm. it, it's pretty much like a donut batter around the dog. Um, but I find that works a little bit better, and I think that's something that we might do in the future is some sort of kind of like gourmet kind of corn dogs. I think they kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's a food thing which is quite nice to be given a bit more sort of attention. So I think that's probably as close as we go to yeah. the donut. What about thing. like dipping a dipping a burger in a donut batter <laughs> and then cooking it, yeah, so it yeah, actually yeah. is like a burger filled donut, not like, not like a jam filled donut, but a, a burger filled donut. Sounds yeah, crazy. I think that, yeah, I think there's definitely a decent kind of kind of idea there. I mean, I think the problem is is when you start yeah, getting into I'll take fifty percent of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Intellectual right. Yeah, if you enter that in world championship, we want to say that we won that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about I, waffles? I yeah, waffles. Well, yeah, one. yeah. Well, we, we really wanted to do a chicken and waffle sort of burger, so we're starting to eat, kind of add chicken and stuff to the menu now. So oh, we're waffling um, on now. This is. All. <laughs> 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 I mean, it did remind me actually thinking of the world uh, the, when we were judging the grill stock uh, competition. Like one tip, uh, another tip for kind of making patties at home is never season uh, through the meat. And it's one thing that like uh, I remember a lot of the burgers that came up, and I was like, you, you can just instantly tell from the texture that they've seasoned the inside of the patty. Um, oh, interesting. And I was, so I mean, the thing is, as soon as you do that, so as soon as you, you so say you've got your mints laid out before you roll it, if you season all the mints and then roll it into patties, what you're effectively doing there is you're making charcuterie because you, you, you're curing the meat. Yeah. Um, so it changes the texture. And you know when you bite into kind of a burger and it's kind of like really knotted together and a bit kind of tough, it kind of it has a certain texture and, and, and that will only come, I find, from seasoning the inside of the patty. Makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you've, yeah, in my opinion, you're far better off just seasoning the outside just like it was a steak. <clears throat> yeah, that way you, d- you don't compromise the kind of like makeup of the burger. Then, if you know what I mean, yeah. the, the grind will stay as it is, and as long as you see, you know, and you, and you can really season the outside of a burger, you know, because that's you know, when you're seasoning the burger. This is the other thing to think about as well. That when we talk about it, is um, you're seasoning the entire thing. You know, you've got the bun, you've got the salad, you've got the sauce, you've got the lettuce. The only bit of it which is really going to get any salt is the is the patty. Um, so we always trying to think about it. You're not just seasoning the pasta, you're seasoning the entire burger with that seasoning. That okay, so you'd, you would normally go a little bit over on what you would... Hmm. Yeah, we do. I mean, we make our season... What we see, we don't just season it with just salt. You know, we've got kind of... I won't say everything we've got in it, but we've got, you know, we, it's general kind of usual things, you know, good garlic powder, onion powder, those sort of things. And you can really experiment a little bit with the rub. So we do but a special seasoning on which is, isn't is 100% salt, so we kind of cover it a little bit, but it's fine because it's mixed with other stuff. You know, it's not going to be overly salty because it's got those, got those things in it. But, yeah, um, yeah we only have a seasoning outside. That's the one thing okay. that we do. Cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Another great tip. Mm. Awesome. So do you don't actually serve up in the restaurant any of your, like, competition winning dishes? It's not like a the number two burger in the world special or anything on the menu? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we served. I mean, well, not at the moment because our smoke is broken. But um, we did when we first opened. We were serving uh, the Butty Back, which is the one which uh, won the grand final of the, of the World Food Championships. That was on the menu when we first opened. It's not there now. 
yeah. um, just from the fact that our smoker broke down and uh, we're waiting to sort it out. But um, the uh, some of the other ones we do, like the Chipotle one that we entered, that's kind of on the menu as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really we haven't gone down the route yet of signs like putting it on the menu or this one came wherever or this one kind of came wherever because in the restaurant there is a certain element of like we want people to kind of make their own burgers so there's things that you can add like kind of uh, jalapeno poppers if you want to the burger or you can double it up you make it kind of whatever size you want so we do we do want kind of like you can a triple it as well can't you <laughs> yeah well you can well one bloke did 10, 10 patties <laughs> on um on saturday which was ten. absolutely yeah i think that might be me i think i don't know <laughs> <laughs> his dad came in and uh, yeah so the triple's kind of quite a common one that we get. Obviously, people double it up quite often. Uh, tripling it up, you know, and that's so they're a third of a pound our burgers. So if you triple it up, you're effectively having a pound uh, of meat, um, you know, in in your burger. But this guy came in the other day and ordered ten. So three and uh, a half pounds of meat. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, and it was like it was literally like two foot tall. Um, How did you make it stand up? <laughs> we got these. Really <laughs> They're like, uh, it's almost like a javelin, and you kind of whack them in the top. And we were like, when we were carrying it through the restaurant, like, people were getting up off their chairs and applauding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like a Lion King, King moment. You were lifting yeah. up the burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, it was a little bit kind of like that. But yeah, but the dude ate it all, which is, uh, we were really impressed with. It took him about an hour um, to eat it. Um, you get it for free if you eat it all. <laughs> no, no, no. Gave him one patty for free, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Buy nine, get one ordered, free. <laughs> yeah, we ordered, he'd ordered nine. He said, would you guys make it up to ten? And we were like, yeah, no worries. So we yeah, <laughs> chuck some an extra one for free. Um, but we are going to get kind of a wall of uh, wall of fame yeah. sort of thing up That's, there. For is everything. that your record now, then, ten? Ten is the yeah. record. Uh, we've seen on Facebook. Okay. Uh, a lot the bar's of been set. All right. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to try 11 or 12. Perif is so, far away from us, isn't yeah, it? Can we make it there for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> You'll definitely want to sleep on the way back uh, if you go for that. So, yeah, yeah, meat sweats and yeah. just pass out. I think that'll be it. Right, we are at the hour mark, so I'm going to have to call it a day there. Uh, that was absolutely epic. Thank you very much. I feel like I've just been schooled in the bar in the in the burger world. I love it. I'm, no. I'm on my quest for the ultimate burger, and you've definitely helped me out massively. Yeah, you've pointed I'm, us in the right yeah. direction. We now we now uh, are approaching approaching the uh, ultimate burger stardom. We can we yes. can make it there. Awesome. I mean, if you guys ever want to come down a restaurant, just uh, send me a message or whatever and let us know. And uh, yeah, come down and we'll, we'll sort you guys out. That's definitely happening. Yeah, wicked. <laughs> We're 100% coming check out. Definitely. So thank you very much. It's been epic. Another epic show. Thank you very much. Could you just tell everyone where they can find you on social medias? Yep, so we're on uh, Facebook. It's uh, Facebook slash uh, Beefy Boys, Instagram, uh, and uh, Twitter. Um, those are kind of the big ones, I guess. Um, so check us out there. And our restaurant's in Hereford on the uh, Old Market uh, Retail Centre. So, yeah, pop by and say hello. Second best burger in the world, guys. Go check them out. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Thanks Cheers. for having me on. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We've recorded yet another awesome podcast to get you over hump day. As always, we're brought to you by ProQ Barbecue Gourmet and Smoke With Chat, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters, and you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship-winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. 
And you can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. And Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoking goodness. You provide the talent. So if you're looking for smoking wood chunks, dust, chips, or planks, then head on over to smokewoodshack.com. And you can find them on Twitter at Smokewood Shack. So goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. See you later. Cheers. Bye. Ciao for now.